Hi friends, welcome to the Bloom Strong Podcast. I'm your host, Annie Sad, alongside with your other host, Elizabeth Critton. This is a podcast where we connect as real women with real stories. All of us on here know how to laugh and have a good time, but it doesn't mean this is your typical brunch talk. As a disclaimer for our listeners, at times the stories and conversations may feel a bit too real, because they are. We want these conversations with you, no matter how surface or deep they go, because real relationships don't just hang out at the shallow end where it is always sunny and safe. Your real tribe is willing to go with you into the deep and come out swimming with you on the other side. Ultimately, we are here to shine light where it is dim or dark and slay the lies in your life by covering them with God's truth. Our hope for everyone listening and joining us is to empower action, encourage hope, and equip you with the power tools to break through and be who you are made to be. If you enjoy this podcast, please share it with a friend. Thank you for joining us. Now let's dive in. Hey guys, good to have you here today. Um, So Elizabeth and I have been waking up at 6 a.m. to record some of these podcasts for you, so we're a little bit tired on this one. However, it's really fun. We just ask each other a couple questions, and we hope that it hits your heart, that it stirs something up, that it gives you hope, truth, um, peace in whichever way um, God is meeting you today. And our first question today is, what do you know God loves about how he created you? And Elizabeth is going to go ahead and start with this answer. Oh, okay. I like that. Um, (laughs) I think he loves my uh, obedient yeses to things that seem beyond my abilities. Mm -hmm. So um, also that comes with a general tenacity for life. I think he likes that about me, you know? (laughs) Yep. What do you think he created that in you for? Well, I know that I score highly on being apostolic. And um, I believe that he gave me the ability to do that and like the almost uh, call to do that so that I can be in trust and be developed myself, but other people can watch the process and through watching me continue to say yes, even if it means waiting, even if it means, um, you know, it doesn't happen. Um, like growth doesn't necessarily happen immediately. I think it makes it tangible for other, other people to realize that like, if I allow God to work in my life and mold me and change me, that, um, he can do it in mine too. And my favorite, I was telling someone last night, my favorite part of like discipling people and growing with people is handing off leadership and really being, helping other people like get pushed out of their comfort nest and flying like that. Oh, it like gives me goosebumps and makes me giggle because I'm like, yay. <laughs> like that's what I feel like I was created for is like helping develop leaders. In the same way, like that's what he created about you and you love to give it to other people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's good. And I also think that Satan likes to um, make us view those things as weaknesses. So it keeps us from operating in the fullness of that. 
sometimes. That's something that I've been really aware of, actually, that, that you say that. Um, sometimes I look at someone who is gifted in different ways than me, and I'm like, oh, I should be more like that, you know, or I wish I was. And this isn't like a conscious thought. This is just like a feeling of like a twinge, a, just a twinkle of insecurity that comes in. But then I'm like, you know what? people like me are really needed. (laughs) And this is how God created me. And, you know, there's a spot for everyone in the body of Christ. And it doesn't mean that I lack those things. It just means that I'm stronger in other things. And, um, there's fruit from both of those things and they're both needed for like a whole body of healthy, like the healthy church basically. So that reminds me of, um, the verse, like it talks about, like, you can't have one big hand because then it would make everything else disproportionate. Like you can't have one eye <laughs> and not like a mouth and a nose and ears. It's like, if we're trying to be like, Oh, that person's really good. Okay. That person's really good at seeing if you're, that person's kind of meant to be an eye and they're like, that person's really good at seeing, but you're meant to be hand to pick up, to help. And it's like, if you remove yourself to try to go to the eye, then now there's a hand that's missing. And my, um, um, resemblance, I guess, thought was always like, okay, cause I like sports. So if you're on a soccer field, I know how to dribble a ball and, and be in that forward position, but my gifts is defender. I do so much better there. And so I'm going to add more strength to the team operating where I best work. And, and that just comes down to comparison. I think that's very um, normal and also kind of the uh, downfall of society in the world and people in their identity is because they're trying to be at all and be strong in all these other places that um, keep them from fully operating in the one strength that, is unique to them. Mm-hmm. That's good. It's so true. Um, okay. I'm going to flip it to you. The question was, <laughs> it's early. What is one thing, you know, that God loves about how he created you? Okay. Um, I know that I think based on what I heard a lot is a lot of people have come to me and said they can talk to me and not feel judged. And I don't, it's not something I do consciously, but um, I do know that he must have given me a heart where people can come in and feel safe. But I also know I'm not someone to just um, make them feel comfortable in their sin, but comfortable enough to start speaking it and walking it out, um, to speak it out. And so I know actually part of my downfall is I get afraid because people have told me they feel safe. I get afraid now, like, because I'm more aware of it. Sometimes I'm more aware. And I think, okay, if I say this, I hope they don't think that I can't be safe. But I know that God has put that inside of me. So he can't, it's not going to be removed by, you know, there's, it's the enemy trying to keep me from 
speaking life to the person who feels safe enough to come and talk to me about it. And so that's one thing I do love and I do cherish, but I also know that the enemy tries to keep me from believing I will consistently stay a safe place for someone to talk to you. That's crazy. Isn't it funny? And it's like those lies come in and you're like, how annoying. It's like a fly. Like literally that's what it feels like. And like just being consciously aware that like, we don't even entertain those things. Like we're just going to swat it, yeah. <laughs> but they come back. Um, as long they as there's fruit, the doors open. Yeah. As long as there's fruit in the house. <laughs> come on. <laughs> oh. oh, that's, um, no, you are really, really good at that. And that's beautiful because a lot of people don't have that gift and it's like so special and so sweet. And I think that we always like say, you know, like the only way to like really inspire transformation in someone's heart is like a bridge of love. And you have like a bridge of love with a welcome mat and a nice welcoming door and like, you know, so that's just beautiful. Um, And then why do you feel like God gave you that? I believe I've seen more of that come into fruition for his purpose as I have kind of got out of my comfort zone and, you know, did bloom strong with Elizabeth when we started and we got around women and started working out with them. I actually, it's like weird. I say this, but I actually didn't enjoy hanging out with a lot of women because of drama growing up. But I think when we get to a place in our life where we become moms or we're in need of that community, like that village, it takes a village kind of atmosphere and it's not so competitive. Um, But we're moms and like we're lionesses, like we need to help each other out. We come into a group and I just kind of fell in love with women, but what I recognized is that he, I, I think he has placed me to go out and make those connections with people so that I can be that bridge um, to come over into their own pursuit of um, digging into his truth and his word and his, the Holy spirit convicting them, but being that safe bridge where the world tries to separate, you know, Christians from the world and that like we're all dull and crucifying all the time and all of these things that to be that bridge of like no this is what love looks like and this is what um it looks like to not try to control someone and condemn someone but to love them the way that Jesus would okay so I'm trying to think of a question (laughs) I would say in the past couple years, like what is something that God has done that surpassed like anything you've ever thought? I guess the first thing that comes to mind is when I got pregnant and my husband and I were both in places of, we didn't really set up a foundation for what to build a family on. And so we were very, it was a very shakable foundation, but if I can imagine it, there's like one piece of wood we're standing on, like you're out in the sea 
and you're hanging on to one piece of wood and it's the wood of hope. And you don't really know what it's going to look like when you find the other pieces or where you're going to land or where he's taking you with that piece of hope. But when you, when you do get there, it's, you know, it says in the Bible, there's things that like we can't imagine or that, um, are even like unimaginable, I guess. And so for me, it's like that one piece of wood of hope that kept us through these past, um, it was 10 years since we were like having a baby. So for the past like 10 years is that the fruit and the joy and the peace and the unity in our marriage and our family that we have come to Um, I could have never imagined what it would feel like. Um, And that's like, you can kind of have an idea and a vision of what you see, but the feeling of it, I think um, is so much greater than I could understand um, that we would all have in this family. So that's something he surpassed is um, his promises That's so beautiful. And I just like when you were speaking, had like this vision of like, you know, in those moments, it feels like you're like being shipwrecked and there's like all this rebel because you're like, we're not even necessarily whole people. (laughs) There's like all this like breakage and like rebel in the water. And in these situations, like standing on that little board of hope was like, mass trust and vulnerability because you guys could have both and in this vision I had like two little separate like lifeboats you could have gotten and paddled away you know what I mean but instead like you chose to stand on this little tiny hope raft because it was like you knew that God would take care of you and that he would lead you and guide you but like so many people afraid to even be in a vulnerable hopeful place in times of uncertainty and all of those things and looking at where you are now as a family and in your marriage but also the support system that you both have like the people that have come in and been like foundational pillars for your marriage and for your faith and your family and all of those things like those are um sometimes things that we could never even dream up ourselves and we're like oh my gosh like it's such a blessing so it's just beautiful like that testimony is beautiful and it's really what the world is missing because so many people just get in their little boats and they're like see ya this is too scary so it's so good yeah that is really good thanks for um that's really sweet and a great perspective to add to that because it's true um so what in the past couple years has God surpassed what your expectations were, I guess? Yeah. Um, well, in the past couple years, I've, um, well, I don't know if it's a couple, but um, I've gone through a, a divorce and I'm a single mom and um, I had some grandparents, my grandparents pass away and um the the income that I had for like seven years taken away, like all these things that were like, um, constant comforts to me, like they were there. 
um, they're stripped away. And I just heard God say, like, I'm the only thing that doesn't change. Like, it's just me, sis. And I was like, okay, you know, that's the first time where I really turned my eyes just to him because my eyes were so fixed on what I could do right in front of me and, um, the temporal. And during that time as a single mom, I had, I, I got to have, I consider it an honor and privilege, but just moments of feeling like extreme loneliness, like, and, and then hearing him and knowing that like, you're not alone, like I'm with you and I love you. And like, I romance your heart perfectly. Like, what are you talking about? And so that was just like a gift. And then, um, God placing instrumental people in my life to just keep me like spurring towards his heart and saying yes to the things that I know are not just good for like, you know, the temporary needs, but they're good for, for my, my heart, the, my community, my, the world and God's kingdom ultimately. And if I didn't have those things stripped away and I, I wasn't brought to such a low, hard place, then I wouldn't have surrendered and reflected in a way where I learned how to be trust to build through being broken and learned how to surrender through being broken. And so, um, through that time, I've just seen his faithfulness like over and over again, a lot of the ways are through those people as well that he's placed in my life. But, um, just over and over again, as we walk through bloom strong and, um, just do life in a community of believers, it's like more fruit is exposed in this life that I was, I couldn't see before, or I wasn't tending to in a way that it was thriving. And so, um, things are coming together (laughs) and it's like so beautiful. And I've had to wait a long time, you know, and, um, and his faithfulness over and over and over and over again has shown up. And so, that's a gift that some people don't get to see because they're not brought to that place. And so, um, through that storm and through the, the hard loss, there was something that God wanted to give to me, you know? And so that's one way. (laughs) Yeah. And I think with both of like what we just shared coming to where we are, it's like, the feeling and the fruit that is so much sweeter than we knew was going to grow um, because of our trust. And yes, we've probably had, I know not probably, but we have had, you know, falls and slip ups and probably places where we stopped for an instant trusting. But if we even have the faith of a mustard seed, you know, it can move mountains and it comes to like, so let's compare it to the world's perspective of working out everyone sees like, Oh, I want to look like this person. And when they start the journey, some will be like, uh, I'm not getting there yet. So I'm just going to give up because it hasn't happened for me yet. So I don't believe it's ever meant to be or ever meant to happen for me. So they just walk away from that. But the ones who, um, persevere and continue to show up even after times of falling, um, 
they recognize that it's not just about the look, but the fruit within, within them, the, the joy, the health, the benefits that all come with it, not just this vision of what they want to look like. So I love that. And like, that's actually something that was like, um, shown to me yesterday. Like so many of us don't realize that we have like even any good fruit to offer because we're so caught up in drama or comparison or just working and we're not, I don't sit down and reflect or whatever, but, um, and this is what, like, we sometimes wonder, like, okay, how do we, like, spiritually mature, though? Like, how do we get better at it? And it's, like, if you, um, like, we have this flower bed outside, and it's covered in weeds, and I have no desire to pull the weeds, because there's nothing growing in it. But we transferred Layton's one strawberry plant into that space, and there's one strawberry. <laughs> and now I'm, like, okay, yeah, I don't really want the weeds in there anymore. Like, I'll pull them out. So when we can realize that God put things in us for a reason and that they are fruitful. They add value. They're worth protecting. They're worth nurturing. All those things will start to not want to entertain the things that could come in and, you know, like clutter them up, strangle them, like be harmful for them. We'll want it to be this beautiful growing place. But as we continue to do that, and I'm talking about like spiritual maturity here, we start realizing like, oh my gosh, there's more, like there's more fruit under this layer. I didn't know about right in front of me and I'm going to, I'm going to stay here and I'm going to protect it. And I'm going to be diligent and like, oh my gosh, like, wow. Like you start to see more and more fruit as you stay in that place. Like, oh, I have a seed in this pocket and over here and like, okay. Like, and, um, Or you have a deeper appreciation for what that fruit is and does in your life. But if you're never looking at your garden, your flower bed, you're not going to care. And so it's just interesting how once you do and you continue, God will reveal more and more like the benefit of that fruit and what you're growing in your life and um, your appreciation for it and your dedication to it and your diligence with it. And, um, so I just love that. I just think that, you know, as women who are in that space, we always want to leave people feeling like, wow, they see something in me that I might not recognize. Um, and, and if you feel like you haven't, gotten to that place. You're like, I don't even know who I am. I'm so in the thick of motherhood. I'm so in the thick of this relationship problem or whatever, like sit down and write down the desires of your heart and just let that be like a refreshing moment that washes over you and see what God does. That would be my challenge for you guys. Sometimes in my coaching calls, I'll talk about go back in all the times where people have said something about who you are or what you're doing. And you just, you remember it because not because it just felt good, but because you actually know that is the seed of who you are. And that's why it stuck with you is because it's the truth of who you are. Um, it's just like how we hold on to the things that people say are bad about us. Cause we have this guilt and this lie that we've partnered with and rejecting that, but 
like Elizabeth saying, like go and, and discover those seeds. So just remember those times throughout your whole life where someone said something to you and it just made you light up because you knew that's who you were and write those things down. We hope that this episode of the Bloom Strong podcast blessed your life and added so much value to your day. If you'd like to partner with us and support us, go to www.bloomstrongministries.org. You can find us on social media at Bloom Strong Ministries. Bloom Strong Ministries.